Hey, what's going on, Champagne Sharks? This is T Trevor. You could find me on Twitter at rickyrolls.com. Not.com. At rickyrolls, R I C K Y R A W L S. And you can find the show's Twitter at Champagne Sharks, one word. Also, to contact us with, you know, any questions, tips, topics, advice, go to champagnesharks at gmail.com. And last bit of house cleaning is go to patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks to become a premium member. You get two episodes a week instead of one, and you get access to all the back archives of premium episodes. So at this point, it's like about 60 episodes you get just by signing up off the bat. So it's a great deal. And if you're already a premium member or for some reason you can't become one now, just do the next best thing, which is rate and review the show in iTunes or tell a friend, tell your enemy, tell your side piece, tell your best friend, whatever. It all helps. And now that that's out of the way, I want to introduce my guest. Say hello to the people. Hey, what's going on? Yeah, um, this is Torian Rain, and just tell the people what you're about and where to find you. Okay, um, well, like you said, uh, my name is Torian Rain. On YouTube, it's actually Torian Rain Reloaded, um, one of the many channels that I, well, had to create after my main channel, unfortunately, got terminated, which, as a matter of fact, is coming up on a year since the termination of my uh, um, previous channel. But um, pretty much I'm on YouTube and I make a lot of, uh, I guess you could say a lot of content videos talking about stuff that goes on in the black community, maybe some things that go on outside of it. I might touch on some pop culture things, but sometimes when I do that, it'll come back around to the main topics that I do. I've been on YouTube since 2010. So it's been a a while since I've been on YouTube as far as creating different forms of content. I'm on various social media platforms because I always say that I don't want to spread myself thin and I want people to reach out to me whenever they possibly can. I find that my Twitter has definitely grown as um, exponentially, you know, since I've grown a lot on uh, YouTube and speaking of growing on YouTube, I actually just um, crossed 12,000 subscribers on this channel. I believe it was yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. And that's a pretty amazing thing for it to happen, especially when I'm discussing the type of topics that I'm discussing, because, you know, you're not really supposed to get that far on YouTube talking about the things that I talk about because it's deemed too controversial, but anything on YouTube, yeah, you can see it's yeah, really Yeah, yeah, you are, you are a provocateur. Like, like that's, that's uh, I'll say that, like, you definitely are a provocateur. I could appreciate that. I mean, I, I mean, like, that. I never, like, saw like like that, but, you know, um, but but I mean I mean I'll accept the I'll accept the title. Yeah yeah yeah, and and I mean it in uh complimentary ways. And like you're not just doing it like you're trying to troll or whatever. You mm-hmm. like uh back up what you say and you believe it. Like you you uh bring the receipts. You believe what you're saying. Like like you're not like just being contrarian to be contrarian. I mean right. I accept the title for myself. I think you know to a degree I'm probably a provocateur, but I, it's an earnest type of provoking. Like I, I want to provoke people to think of things in a different way. And I feel like you're uh, the same way, but uh, I like I like your style, the way you do it. It's it's because um, it's also very funny, you know. You know, like um, you talk about serious stuff, you bring the receipts, but you also have like a like a playfulness to it at the same time, even though you bring right. in the heat, which is which is cool. It makes it entertaining. Yeah, like I don't like to, like to always be so serious, even though I'm speaking on serious topics. Now, there are some times when I can get into a serious mode if it's something that is I'm very passionate about or if it's something that i'm calling out you can actually tell by the tone of my voice that whenever i'm talking about something serious and i'm serious in that at that time my tone will pretty much speak for itself but like you when you're talking about um before we had got started you were talking about steve harvey in the video that was the last video you saw that was me being almost in a playful sarcastic tone but i was being serious at the same time yeah that's a perfect example and that's what I, that's the episode i was thinking of like it was uh it was very it was very funny but what you were saying was true about how he kind of did his people and he um it came back to bite him in the ass yeah it was uh it was it was good stuff but what made you um start like 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 what made you say you know what i just have to go on youtube and upload a video like you know did someone inspire you they just have something that was burning a hole in your chest you had to like let out and share with the world or well, actually, bored? well actually what made me get started was um one time one day i was just on um facebook and i was like going through and somebody had shared a video from somebody on youtube who's still on youtube now 
and they were talking about a serious issue that was affecting black people. And I said, you know what? I think I could talk about that. But when I had got on YouTube and back in 2010, I wasn't doing videos like that. I was doing like posting stuff up like when I was in college and undergrad and everything like that. So it was far away from what I'm talking about now, like miles away from what I'm doing now. And when I saw that video, I was like, I want to do it, but I'm not sure which direction I want to go with it. in. so I kind of started off light and did some things leaning towards that, but not as heavily as I am now. What made me really go in, though, was when I found out that uh, white people were the face of heroin. Mm when i found out about that because it was when i found that out it was it was in january 2010 no not 2000 2016 or 2002 i forget what year it was and when i had saw that article i said that's it that's what i can start like running my channel off of and from that day forward that's when i started gaining a following because that particular news piece was not as widespread. It wasn't until maybe later last year when lamestream media, as I like to call it, did not start saying that white people were the face of the opioids and things of that nature. I said, y'all are extremely late because I knew about this over a year ago. And I feel like that whole space on YouTube and podcasts and other places, but probably particularly YouTube, it's like a whole like internet community that a lot of times drops things that kind of doesn't get covered in the mainstream media and it's interesting because it's a thriving community or thriving alternative media that a lot of people don't know about like a lot of people think oh black people the people that they follow are um you know ebony.com the root whatever but most black people that i talk to who are into um looking for a punditry or all types of stuff i feel like things like what you're doing uh what i'm doing uh other people like uh, professor black truth um the black authority Tariq nasheed a whole bunch of others superboy i forget the numbers behind his name he, he has some numbers like, like there's a lot of people that i'll meet i'll meet black people in bars and they'll be talking about these people and it's um what i was wondering is, is there even a name for that for that space you know what i'm talking about like is there um, an official name for it well um Jason um, Black or the Black Authority and um, Professor Black Truth, they pretty much dubbed it the new black media. Oh, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, because like, for example, there's the, that story about the intellectual dark web. And I don't want to make that comparison because it almost makes it seem like it's similar in content or ethos, which is not. But it's but you see ma mainstream coverage of these like, you know, kind of alternative white spaces and the the root is never going to uh ever ever do a story on you guys unless it's negative to talk about like you know probably look at all these ashy hotels you know that that's about it but yeah they most definitely not as a matter of fact it was the root that put out that that story saying that uh black men were the white men of the black community oh yeah I, yeah I'll, I'll never forget that yeah and that was uh that, that's when i knew i was completely done with them and i even told my subscribers that if you send me a story please don't send me anything from that website yeah even when it's like a good story i try to find it reported from an alternate source just so i don't have to uh give him give him mm -hmm. the traffic but uh one of the reasons well there's two reasons i wanted to have you on and one is uh i wanted to start like highlighting like different voices of like the new black media and you know talk to different people you know and kind of maybe expose people to because i know it's like podcasting youtube different spaces kind of don't have a lot of overlap and i was I wanted to like kind of bring over like voices I like on YouTube onto this podcast and see if people can cross pollinate more because I because I think it's a very vibrant uh, scene that a lot of people would be interested in in if knew about it. So that's uh, one reason, and the other reason is this month September and October still going strong has been a really interesting month. In there's just been an unprecedented amount of blue check black excellence pundits just getting pushed out the paint like a lot of uh black people have kind of vocally expressed that they're tired of that whole scene whether it's deray getting run out of um baltimore which i discussed in a previous episode and then just this week he got heckled again in uh i believe it was chicago and i'm starting to think this is going to happen like everywhere he goes um there was a story about the national museum uh of african-american you know this is the smithsonian african-american museum where there was a white woman who was named as the curator of the hip-hop exhibit and mm -hmm. when 
a black guy just asks, hey, why is a black woman, a white woman who's pretty set career wise, you know, and whatever, why is she being made into the face? Why is she being made into the face of hip hop museum? Could you give that job to a black person? And all these Negro whisperers with blue checks attacked him. Um, did you see that controversy? I did, and I even did a video about it. Okay, okay, great. Yeah, so there was uh, April Rain, the lady who created Oscars So White, and... Mm-hmm. And some guy named Kid Noble who had some of those like, you know, cheesy melanin t-shirts that all those people always do, like, you know, 100% pure black and all this stuff. And some other people, I think Simone Sanders, all these people were just caping really hard for that white lady. Like, yeah. saying she's our friend. She deserves a job. You know, y'all ain't coming for, for Massa. You know, uh, leave Mrs. Alone. You know, and they were going a little bit too crazy for her. And the worst part, the worst optics of that to me was she didn't even lift a finger to defend herself. She just Let kind of... Was that? Yeah, yeah, she let them do it. But on top of that, each time one of them um, stuck up for her, uh, she replied with a little heart emoji, you know, and a like. So she was like kind of just giving them head pats and, mm-hmm. you know, as they were, which made it look extra bad. Like, uh, and then the most recent one, which is going on today. Actually, there's two going on today. One is uh, Roxanne Gay. Did you hear what happened to Roxanne Gay? This one's a little lesser known because it's kind of getting overshadowed by the second one I'm going to mention going on today. But did you know about the Roxanne Gay one? No. Yeah, well, uh, Roxanne Gay is, she's a black feminist. She's of Haitian descent. I'm 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 familiar with her. I just don't know what recently happened with her. Oh, yeah, but I'm doing this for the the listeners who might not know who she is. Yeah, just just in case. Yeah, uh, so Roxanne Gay is a black feminist of Haitian descent who's known for a book called Bad Feminist. She has some very questionable uh, articles, too. Like, she had one about to all the white men I've loved before, and it was a very disturbing article because it was she has a story that she kind of retells a lot which is horrifying i don't want to trivialize a story about her getting gang raped by a bunch of white boys when she was young and how traumatizing it was it was like in the woods or something mm-hmm. but then she um did this piece for the times about you know all these terrible things that white men uh did against her but she still has this complicated relationship of uh you know loving them or giving them it's just kind of it was very weird i didn't know what was going on there and but she'll still kind of bring the heat against black men sometimes which is like very very weird given her history you would think she'd have more ire toward them but she also wanted she also suggested margaret sanger get the 20 dollar bill when they were discussing women to put in a 20 dollar bill and you know margaret sanger was into eugenics as i'm sure you know and yeah particularly against like black people so I actually did a series last was it last year called white history month and margaret sanger it was my first day yeah so so you know about margaret sanger so imagine yeah. somebody who's claiming like you know intersectional black feminist she's for black people and women and choosing of all women she could support you know there's like ida b wells there's sojourner true there's like a bunch of black women you could put to choose that woman of all of all people to say she should be under 20 dollar bill so she's she's questionable but she did some kind of story about the story was about her path to being a writer and her relationship with money and all her student loan debt and you know how she just started building up savings and one of the things that she casually uh, brought up was that her parents like paid her rent like well into her like um mid-30s and then a lot of people just kind of went off on that not just black people like white people a lot of people were like wait you know you're what kind of life are you living like you have a you're kind of out of touch with if that's your like your life especially like the average black person does not have that kind of you know story to tell like you know and but the story that i think i really want to talk about is jamila lemieux and Mm -hmm. that one i think you're aware of right yeah yeah and being that i've talked enough i've talked too much i'm gonna let you uh fill in the listeners on that story well um i don't know really too much about it i would say the best thing to do is if you are on twitter to go on to Tariq Nasheed's timeline because he literally laid it all the way out. And then not only did he go in on it on Twitter, he went in on it on his live show last night on his YouTube account. And I think that's where it started at. And then he translated over to Twitter today. And like, it was like tweet after tweet. I think he put up like five tweets. I mean, he went in on some tweets that she posted he went in on some articles she posted when she was writing for Ebony, but I think the nail in the coffin was the one when he got to her dad. Yeah, yeah. It I was, think that was I think that was the nail in the coffin right there. Yeah. It turns out her dad 
She's, they said her dad, she said her dad was like, um, he worked in the police department, did something about the Black Panthers. And I was like, well, not, I don't know any Black Panthers that became cops. Yeah. And she always would mention that her dad was a Black Panther, but she didn't mention that her dad is, if not white, pretty damn, pretty damn, uh, close to white yeah yeah he's he's uh passing interestingly too her dad was in one of my favorite movies uh spook who sat by the door Mm -hmm. so i I was shocked i didn't realize that was that was her dad um her dad in spook who sat by the door played this white passing black guy who um looks just white and the guy is has a um complicated relationship with uh his race due to appearing white uh this is the character he played but even as i watched the movie i was thinking to myself uh oh this is a white actor playing a white passing uh black guy but um before we go any further let me just um introduce our co-host d he just joined us hey what's going on man how you doing what's going on man i'm sorry sorry for joining in late fellas i was running that running up here man kids getting home from school everything else so i appreciate you joining the show though man really looking forward to the discussion i'm glad to be here yeah yeah it's all it's all good we're just talking about all the different um blue checks that i've been getting in trouble in the media and i know some people are gonna get mad because they're always (laughs) like we don't want to hear any more about twitter drama or online drama but this is this is interesting i think it reflects on the real world i think it reflects on a lot of stuff that's happening in the in the real world and a certain mode of thinking that's kind of being rebelled against absolutely and then you know let's remember again the other day when we had our um our curious cat episode remember i mentioned you know some of the stuff that gets tweeted out and some of the stuff that gets discussed they always somehow wind up coming out into the mainstream and jamila lemieux is one of those people she was on the breakfast club where they presented some dangerous information about black men in particular being like what she say something or, or the other lady i can't remember her name but she said something about black men being the second leading cause of death for black women and yeah, you know, and, and she was she was she was she was co-signing that. And when right. and when Amber it was Amber Phillips, and when Amber Phillips got in trouble for it, uh, Jamila was standing by her. But just her sitting next to Amber and nodding like approvingly gave it an extra stamp of right. approval. Exactly. Oh, I have a big I have a big issue with who I call Cancer Phillips because that's what I call it because she is a cancer. <laughs> yeah, I haven't liked her even when she was on News One with Roland Martin. Every time mm-hmm. like when I did watch his show and then she was on there, I immediately turned the channel. <laughs> because she always left a bad taste in my mouth. The, the but do y'all remember when they were talking about Birth of a Nation with Nate Parker and all that drama that happened? Oh, yeah. She was on there. Oh yeah, yeah. I totally that, remember. Right, they they couldn't even finish the show the way it was formatted because she kept spilling all of these lies. This, like Cancer Phillips is the definition of an agent. <laughs> yeah, and as it was interesting. She had that was that the one where they had one of the actresses from the movie on set too. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah okay, one of the actresses yeah, from the that. movie, and, and she even the actress, like a black woman, was saying, "Look, don't destroy this whole project just because of this one, you know, story." Like there's people who are working on this project, work hard on this project. You're gonna hurt a lot of black people's careers and whatever. And what's interesting was like forget her viewpoints. Like, like her viewpoints that were kind of toxic enough but just basic courtesy she just was like rabid she could not let anyone speak she was talking over everyone she was disrespecting the host and i was wondering like why does roland even keep yeah inviting her on even just on the basic manners viewpoint well, I, like, you know I, I, he's very rude exactly very well, rude. Here, here, like, here's the thing no man. home training that whole cr- <laughs> No home training. I haven't heard that in a minute, man. That's, a, that's like one of the black adages, man, that goes throughout time. Now, um, what I was going to say about that situation is I think what happened with her, man, is Roland Martin is one of these cats that are kind of up there, not really necessarily relevant to a younger audience. So they try to find out, OK, who's hot right now? Who's popping in the streets? Who's Who are young people following? And I guess the Amber Phillips woman is relatively young. So they wanted to get a fresh voice. And, you know, they also... You know, got to get the woman angle in there. They want to have that base covered as well. It's always about covering certain bases. And so she kind of fit that mold. But what they didn't understand is, number one, she's not really in touch with the streets like that because common people aren't really fucking with her like that. And number two, a lot of these people are just batshit crazy. (laughs) And when you let them talk long enough, it starts to show. 
And so mm-hmm. with her, man, that that was what happened, man. You let her get on that on the air. You gave her a platform, and she let the crazy come out. She couldn't keep it contained for too long. And but the weird thing is, he kept inviting her back. That's what's weird. Like so, on some level, he must get something off. He was on checking it. Like, a box. I think it's strictly yeah. for political correctness. I think because he was checking a box. That's pretty much what I think it was. He wanted a young person, and he wanted a black woman, and he. And and then one thing that got yeah. me too is like when because Roland will often do coverage of the Essence Music Festival um, that happens every year in New Orleans and the time one time he was away so he always had people who would <laughs> guest host I don't know why he decided to let her be one of the guest oh, hosts man. he let her actually run the show yeah like he that, was she was that's the definition of the chair. inmates running the asylum that that wow. is crazy wow Oh, go ahead. I, said, I can't go stand ahead. the I can't even stand yeah. the sight of her. But one thing that she said that really pissed me off was when she said that black men have to take responsibility for the role they play in rape culture. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the the narratives that 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 group always rolls out there, man. It's just like I don't know. That's the- could you imagine if could you imagine Newsroom was still on right now and she was on there right now in the midst of all this stuff with Bill Cosby? Oh man, she she'd be she'd be like a pig rolling around in slop right now. <laughs> or, the, or or this whole Terry Cavanaugh thing, like you know, she would she wouldn't she, she would she, she, she wouldn't touch she wouldn't that. touch on that. She wouldn't say that. She'd say and it if she did, and if she and if she did, she would remain as PC as possible. Exactly. I don't but, think but, that she'd touch on that at all. Yeah, but this kind of leads to this is a perfect segue because it leads to what got Jamila Lemieux in trouble, which is she put this tweet, and this is a tweet that kind of started the whole thing oh, between man. her and I think I know exactly and Tariq, and I tweeted this before. And it was a terrible tweet. And she just can't admit it was a bad tweet, which is what's making it worse. Um, this tweet said by Jamil Lemieux, September 28, 2018, 11.50 a.m. She said, some of you Negroids, she used the word Negroids, would be happy as a pig in slop if Bill Cosby was in Kavanaugh's position right now. And I hate every single one of you and wish you all the worst. And what I'm going to say is, regardless of if you think Bill Cosby's trial was fair or not, or if he was railroaded or whatever, he was convicted. Convicted. He, he was He was convicted. End of story. Now it's on to Kavanaugh, who is has a much higher likelihood of getting off, not only getting off, but getting rewarded like with the highest title a lawyer can get in this land. Why on earth would you use the day of his trial in the midst of it? Uh, not trial, um, his, his hearings, his confirmation hearings. Why would you use that to go back and beat the drum about A, Bill Cosby, a black man who was convicted? You know, it's he's already been punished. And B, all the so-called, like, you know, black men who are just be, you know, celebrating acquittal. Like, it's not, there's no reason to talk about that now. And also, all the Negroids thing is really weird. Like, like Negroids is not... Her, her yeah. white side is creeping out. <laughs> That's what it is. That palm-colored Neanderthal within is creeping out of her. Uh-oh. When she said that. Because yeah. there's, two, there's certain things that black people will not say in reference to a na- another black person. Negroids is one of them. Correct. She when was the like last a, time you heard, heard a black person refer to another black person as my Negroid? She, 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 <laughs> sound, she sounds like a 4chaner trying to sound like a black person and like fucking up the lingo. That's what she sounds like to me. She says Negroids. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh... That doesn't sound very authentic at all. Well, I think, and it just sounds like a white supremacist. Something yeah, a white supremacist said. Her contempt, and she got go ahead, she just, got a lot of grief over that. Yeah, her, I want to ask. Uh, go on. I was gonna say her contempt, like you said, man. Her contempt came out. You know, she she used the term Negroids, and then she said, you know, I hate you all, and I wish you the very worst of luck in in all of your lives. So she that is true, utter and thorough contempt for yeah people who she was speaking about and. And one more thing to add to D's point earlier and in the previous previous cat episode, D said how a lot of this, these people have effects on the real world. I forgot to mention, I think I forgot to mention, but she got hired onto Cynthia Nixon's gubernatorial campaign against Andrew Cuomo. Mm-hmm. Which, even though she ended up getting uh, blown out, it was she did much better than uh, she had any right to do as far as her run against Andrew Cuomo, and it was a very high profile position, candidacy. Yeah, but yeah, yeah and, and and position. So this is a woman who was hired as you know I forgot what her title was with Cynthia Nixon, but she was some type Cynthia of advisor. Nixon, or? Yeah, yeah, she, wow. uh, some kind of advisor. I don't know if she was advising on racial stuff or about digital 
outreach, which I think is another reason why people like Amber Phillips get hired by Roland Martin or she gets hired by Cynthia Nixon is people kind of see all their antics on online and believe they have a much stronger, viable, yeah. uh, paying following than they actually do. And the irony is, even if, even if they did have this following at one point, their brand has, the collective brand has fallen off so much. It's a fraction of what it used to be. And that's, it's running on fumes and past glory. As we can see today by her war with Tariq Nasheed and the fact that basically very few people are coming to her defense compared to what probably would have happened in... Um, in the past but this is all just to say that's another example of how these people matter in the real world like these online antics that people discount is pretty much what got her to get hired by cynthia nixon and if cynthia nixon like won you know she would be uh in oh, man, cynthia nixon's ear saying you know have you thought about black men are trash as a as a <laughs> platform you know right i was gonna say too man just to kind of add to something it's just a constant battle for the microphone with these people you know their time is fleeting and they kind of realize it so with the bill cosby situation that was like their one moment to be able to have that microphone and use that to to voice whatever bullshit they wanted to spew and then like the next day they were talking about the confirmation hearings and then their moment in the sun kind of got rolled off and they were on to the next subject so she probably said like hmm how can i get us back into the limelight again oh i don't know i know i'll write this bullshit tweet to kind of get the microphone back again for a little while so i can spew more bullshit you know what i'm saying it's just a constant you know i used to wonder if it's that but now i'm starting to wonder if it's just like a compulsion like a type of tourette's like like if she tries if you say don't tweet anything against black men for a couple of hours like she might actually start getting the shakes she might start like you know literally getting the shakes and just like like black men are trash like, like, just, like, like, like it's Tourette's it's it's yeah yeah I think for some people it is that calculation you say and it might be that for her too but I also think it's just a literal compulsion god damn that's even more frightening than than actually doing it for the purpose I'm saying it for that's crazy yeah, but I've been on to Jamil and the Mew for a while because you know I listened to Professor Black Truth he um actually oh, yeah. uh, shouted me out in a few of his videos in the past and to the point where he, when he didn't upload for a while, I had people on Twitter. They like Tarian. Uh, so do you know what's going on, Professor Black Truth? He hasn't uploaded in a while, and I'm worried. <laughs> I'm like, if you, I'm like, if you, if, I'm like, if you want to know where he's at, he's on Twitter. He leaves his Twitter <laughs> link in the description of his videos all the time. Because right. if he's not on YouTube at the moment, he's on Twitter. So yeah, know, I think our co-host Mike. I think our co-host Mike even asked you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He did. Like, um, uh, he, he's asking me where was he at. I said he he's around. I mean, but he's on Twitter though. You can follow him on Twitter. He's alive. He's breathing. But um, <laughs> the funniest thing that he <laughs> that he calls her, he calls her Jamila LePuke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I remember that. I remember that. She. She's been very angry for a while, but her recently, I, I feel like, well, well, this, this is, this is my theory. Uh, I think I've shared this with both of you, but I it's feel like during the time of Obama, there was this, uh, post-racial gravy train where a lot of people just kind of thought you know the worst is over we, we had like uh, all these black academics and black media people always in the white house being invited by obama they were swag surfing on the white house lawn and tweeting it and you know trump's on the horizon no one's taking it seriously because hillary is just a shoe-in and i think a lot of people were just kind of like hey under the obama times it was a good time uh white people just can't stop getting enough about stories about blackness and white privilege you know everybody who calls himself an activist is getting like five lines of print a week at minimum uh the think piece factory is just churning them out there's like constant commissions for think pieces and i think people just thought hey intersectional feminism is hot where even white women are claiming it you know the, the editors love it this is the new official brand of blackness like you know this is how to be black in the media now all we had to do is just transition to the female side of intersectional feminism once hillary wins which is a shoe win everything's going to be fine we just you know go from being in obama's pocket to shilling for her uh while she's running and then then when she wins all of us are either gonna get job are either gonna get jobs with uh hillary or liberal centrists like her or we'll just get a whole bunch of think pieces about feminism that we'll um kind of ride to the bank and a bunch of people got blindsided by trump winning hillary losing and hillary's whole brand kind of being tarnished except for the biggest of diehards 
suddenly like a lot of those people just got wiped off the board and suddenly all these uh, white people are kind of like hey, holy shit we had no time to be worried about the niggers and their white privilege talk and all this shit because we're about to become niggers too uh trump is gonna make all of us <laughs> niggers and we have no time to fuck with the real niggers we're, we uh us gays we're in trouble us immigrants we're in trouble you know so it's one thing to entertain it entertain the negroes from up top but we didn't want to rub elbow to elbow with them and, and be in the bottom too and they all got wiped off the board like you know even on higher levels like uh what is people on today's show those black people who got fired um or let go i think al roker's gone al roker. he's, he's yeah. not even particularly woke or anything but it's just right. like listen the white working class is, has more power than we thought and we don't want to mm -hmm. do anything that fucks with their optics we have to get some of this uh get al roker off robin what's her name that is that her name i forget what no, the Tam Tamron, was the Tamron, Tamron Hall Hall. yeah yeah and and, and so they start hiring like um uh, fucking megan kelly like yeah. fox news people uh, they about the well that's going back to the steve harvey video like they replacing him yeah yeah they're getting him out the paint you God know damn. like uh they, they, they don't want uh mr bojangles 3.0 anymore they're like like, or like to call him Mr. Potato Head. Y'all can't tell me Steve Harvey <laughs> don't look like Mr. Potato Head. Yeah, he does, boy, man. Woo. Yeah, yeah, he could look like a Mr. Potato Head. It came with just one piece, like, just like a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, yeah. it's a defective box. You yeah, know what's yeah, interesting is you brought up Professor Black Truth earlier. He's actually been talking about that for years, talking about the purge that's getting ready to come, the need, the importance of having a black media because the traditional black media is going to collapse and all of that type of thing. And, and you look at it now, man. Who still has a platform? You know, I think yeah, maybe yeah. Don Lemon is still out there. Um, outside of that, Roland Martin, gone. Uh, the people we just mentioned on NBC, gone. Uh, some of the people that they had on MSNBC, gone. You know, it's just... Someone, someone is Joy Reid still over there? Uh, uh, she's, yeah, she she's over there, but she was breathing heavy when that homophobia scandal came out you know mm -hmm. she was shaking they use that yeah they said we we can get you you know don't don't, don't yeah get yeah too they, 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 one... just got, they just fired and they just fired kevin jackson recently from fox news yeah from fox news even the cold even the <laughs> even the cold yeah. quote-unquote suspended from cnn who's that yeah. was back in august who's that paris denard Oh, he's yeah. this uh he's this guy he's a black conservative he's one of those people that just came out the woodwork and suddenly was all over the place because that's a, that's one of the funny things about black conservatism is as long as you're willing to talk greasy about black people your yeah. qualifications don't have to be anything like like uh that guy kevin jackson when you look at his uh, uh <laughs> he is his twitter account his twitter account is just like uh his twitter account is you can tell this guy is clearly unhinged if he was white <laughs> He would not have been um, hired at and Fox. He was def and he definitely is the definition of getting fired on your day off. He got fired <laughs> while tweeting. Wow. Because he called them women skanks. I said, uh-oh. He's out of here. And yeah, yeah. He, he didn't understand. Fox News will let white men there straight up rape the in-house talent at will. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like Yeah, look, look at Bill O'White Beater. Yep, Bill O'White yep. Beater, Roger Ailes, and some other people. It's... It, it's like they will to, for the for the white men there. It's like almost like a all you can rape buffet until it gets just so bad they can't um you know do anything. But this guy just called some white women skanks, which is wrong and fireable. But what his mistake was is he forgot that as black conservative, the house black conservative, he was brought on just for a specific narrow role. Say the shit about black people that we can't say without being called racist. We're not even gonna bother to even vet what you say because because his his Twitter just looked, looked like a clan rally. It was just. <laughs> the shit he was saying about black people if a white person was talking about black people under twitter the way he was not using any dog whistles just forming at the mouth anti-black the way kevin jackson was they would not have hired him not because they disagree with that type of talk but because they're like wait our white people have to have some kind of sense if they're gonna be effective you know propagandists but you know him he he could have had himself in a Ku Klux Klan outfit as his Twitter header, and you know they would have they would have hired him because he was one step below that basically in his rants. Dude is, uh, <laughs> it is so funny because he actually when they fired him he went on and went on a rant against Fox News and started airing their dirty laundry and shit like that. So I, yeah, I did I actually did a video about that. Oh, you did. To, earlier today i'm like <laughs> he's trying to wheel his way back in but black people are too smart for that yes to fall sir. For his answers. he even called himself trying to come to the defense of bill cosby i said the damage is already 
done. Yeah, bro, you out. You, you you're done. You're hanging. He's yeah. yeah He's to Durano's the right second, of Durano's, Durano's second acts for black conservatives. Like yeah, like he, like if you if if you're a conservative, forget about it. Like yeah, like you yeah. get one shot, and there's a million way in the rings in the wings, and they require no qualifications to be a black conservative. So they'll get like uh, Uncle a literal Uncle Uncle Ruckus. So they, they, they'll get a janitor that talks like Uncle Ruckus, and they'll put him in your seat on the Fox News panel the next day. Yeah, and he could forget. He could really forget about it now. If he would have kept his mouth shut, maybe he would have came back after you know the controversy died down but you know he airing out the dirty laundry he could forget it he's done so maybe he can maybe he can go get a job working at tmz but i heard they <laughs> need a new janitor to yeah clean up their trash exactly over there because they ain't gonna put him on the floor no nah, with he, the rest of them he, i'm not sure he's he wants to gossip so much and i say he better hope that whatever he said about those people over at fox news is actually true because they can sue him for defamation of character Absolutely. and he was even more bold to even name drop one of the people he was talking yeah. about yeah i'm reading it right now that's wild man he uh and you know a lot of those i've noticed a lot of those black conservatives are like that man when they get when they get let go they get extra butthurt man and they start to like what Amarosa's doing right now she's playing tapes of recording conversations and shit just Dude, telling all the, the yes the difference between him and Amarosa is the fact that she was in the White House he was just over at Fox News yeah that's true too <laughs> that's definitely true but it's still you know the same kind of behavior that when you get fired for your own personal behavior you start airing out the dirty laundry man it's just like wow really and you so you sat there when you were in good graces and said nothing about this stuff and now that they let you go oh yeah you know they're terrible they're racist they're this and that well they were all that shit when you were working there you still stayed there for x amount of years or you still went and worked for trump so i mean it's i don't get it man but uh strange times we live in i i like i like like this is this is what he said for people who don't know he said he, he called he called them ganks but this is what he said he, he called them lying he said lying skanks are what these three women are and we all know more and he added in a separate tree mm. that leftist women are skanky for the most part and he said other stuff but what he forgot is even if these women are leftists as you call them or liberal women or whatever they're still white white women and mm -hmm. these white men at fox want you to be there talking about the niggers they don't want you there to talk about white women even white women who might be politically opposed to them. Those optics, they don't like. It's uppity. That's that's what they think. You know, it's like uh, you're getting a little too comfortable. Like like we'll talk about the white women. We'll even um rape some of them in the house. But you don't get to uh do that. You're the help. You come in through the back door and just, <laughs> you know, watch over the other niggers and, and chastise them. Oh. Exactly. Yeah, but, but he got, basically, he got, he, basically, don't be a black person talking out the side of your neck or even challenging them because they don't like to be challenged, especially if they know they have no chance of winning the argument. Yeah, but 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 not, yeah, but not even challenging them. Like, like, don't even talk to our white enemies. So suppose it, like, because we'll choose them over you, especially you know, at the end of the day, if it's uh, you're here to just shit on black people. That's it. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. We bring you in when we want to have a black attack. That's it. Bring this guy in. He's the resident, you know in-house talent for dealing with the blacks but another reason why i think he got ahead of himself i mean why i think it's we're right that he got ahead of himself and started thinking he was too much of an honorary member was because his stuff he was saying after he was talking about fox news hypocrisy and he was talking about hey ed henry was hanging out with strippers while he was married which is what Torian was saying that he was started right. giving the dirt he started snitching like amorosa and he said um he talked about how the former chief White House correspondent of Fox took a leave of absence after he was outed for having an affair with the Las Vegas cocktail waitress. And then he said Fox News host Jesse Waters, whose wife filed for divorce earlier this year, was reported to have had an affair. And that guy currently hosts The Five and his own show, Waters World. And, you know, he's pointing out different things that white people there, white men have done that was sexist or bad optics against women. And they still got to keep their jobs. And it's like, yeah, but dude, you're not white. Right. Get it in exactly. your head. You know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he still doesn't. He still doesn't get it. Yeah, and, and and a lot of them probably think the same thing in reverse. They're probably like, why can he say all that fucked up shit about black people, but we can't? You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> they, they might be writing memos. Those white guys might be writing memos too. Like, you know, I want to call. I, I want to badmouth black people like him. I think he even said something along the lines of, uh, "They got rid of him also because he's an edgy black guy." Whatever the hell that's supposed to be. 
Like, what, okay. what? <laughs> really? You going to play that card? You going you gonna to go there now? Especially because the only reason he was hired is because he's black. I mean, he's barely literate. If you look at his Twitter, he's 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 definitely needs some kind of medication that he's not getting because he's kind of all over the place on that Twitter. Like, if he's going to actually act like he's hired for any other reason than the fact that he's black, he's he's crazy. That him being black was somehow a hindrance to his employment there. Uh, he would not have made it past the front door if he was white and acting the way he did. Yeah, I totally agree. Is this the same guy? that has that weird blog i think this is him he, he, yeah yeah he, he has a weird blog that's really kind of unhinged very anti-black it's so bizarre the one where he talks about he's training like batman and all this shit i, I just got a kick out of that he talked about the crime in chicago or wherever he's from and oh, it is yeah <laughs> how, it is how he uh you know, he spends all these hours training, you know, so he wants to be prepared for whenever any type of assault comes his way. This is what the blood, sweat and tears and the hours of training are for. This is what I train my son for all this. I'm like, what the fuck? What are you talking about, man? And, and, and you know what? It's like the reverse of gaslighting. Like, you know, if gaslighting is idea of making someone doubt uh, the reality of what they believe like what he does for like white racists is as a black person it's like reverse gaslighting he makes them think that all their actual instead of making people believe that the truth that they're experiencing is actually craziness he makes them believe that their racial craziness is actually the truth you know and so so like when he says stuff like oh the race war is coming i'm training my sons and uh, chicago all the black people are gonna spill out chicago and just start killing everyone else too this I'm thinking, oh man, this black guy is saying it. Then how crazy are we? Like, like look at us now. Right. This black guy agrees with uh, our crazy conspiracy. Even other blacks are training to fight. Right. If he stayed in that blacks. lane, he could have um, gotten a good couple of more years out of it. But well, he had got- to just go toward the white women and start thinking he was a white guy and could start um, disrespecting the white women too and it's not it's not gonna work yeah but going back to jamila her whole problem Tariq did a video where he pulled up all these receipts jamila and her dad and her whole history because he was talking about that tweet and how bad that tweet was you know that tweet was not just anti-black male but i think it's safe to say it was anti-black in general like it was uh the whole negroid thing and wishing all this bad on people it was um pretty bad and Tariq pulled up all these receipts about her dad and her dad being in the Black Panthers but basically appearing like a white guy but after the Black Panthers after he left the Black Panthers they got disbanded or whatever he became a cop for like 28 years in the Chicago police force which he was pointing out is a really weird thing to go from being a cop being a Black Panther to joining the police force i mean these are people who are COINTELPRO to death they have huge dossiers on them a lot of them have to enter exile or whatever how could he enter a life of public service with that on his uh resume but on top of that he was in spook who sat by the door which is a movie that was so incendiary that the fbi or whatever shut it down once they realized how revolutionary the movie was it was just basically a movie about a guy who joins the cia and learns all of the white establishment's tactics for that it uses in third world countries basically it was what i believe the inspiration for the killmonger movie character because he basically became a cia spook specifically to learn everything the white man knew about doing disruption and warfare and whatever and then bringing it back to the hood to wage war against white people and they got to make this movie and then when the studios and the fbi realized what the movie was about they're like "Uh uh-uh this is not gonna happen and they shut the movie down like it only recently resurfaced Mm. in recent years but her father was an actor in that playing a white passing black that guy who they use to get into spaces that they couldn't get into so he was one of these revolutionaries working to overthrow the government and they were like and what, what Tariq pointed out is this guy not only was a black panther but also starred in the movie that the fbi helped to shut down a movie about armed black insurrection against white people and the movie ends open-ended like it ends with the race war starting and they're taking it to the man and like this is the guy that was allowed to become a cop so he's like you know what do you yeah. think that's about so he was kind of implying that there's something fishy going on here and was this guy an informant or even if he wasn't the fact that he was a cop for 28 years in the chicago police department like all that is fishy jamila kind of went ballistic about it and have you guys heard of streisand effect no it sounds familiar but i'm not i don't think i'm too familiar with it yeah the streisand effect is this term that they have for something that happened with barbara streisand where i think what it was was some 
reporters or a helicopter or something taking aerial pictures took a picture of her house and her house was apparently some huge compound that is very environmentally um unsound i think she was worried about the pictures of the compound getting out i might be getting the details wrong and i don't want to like look it up right now but anyone who looks up streisand effect can get the details that i'm getting wrong but uh she tried to hide information about the house or censored information and it was a malibu house and she tried to suppress it and by the act of doing so she ended up calling more attention to it because all the stuff that she was trying to do ended up like this would happen she sued a photographer for violation of pr privacy and it was a 50 million dollar lawsuit all to remove an aerial photograph of her mansion from a publicly available collection of 12,000 california coastline photographs and um it had been at the time that she filed her lawsuit, the image, and it was image 3,850 of 12,000, this one image, had been downloaded six times. Two of those downloads were by her attorneys. As a result of the case and the publicity of the case, the public knowledge increased greatly, and then more than 420,000 people visited the site the following month. And the lawsuit was dismissed, and she had to pay the guy's legal fees, which amounted to $155,567. So by her making this big deal about it, she actually made way more people find out about it. And I feel like that's exactly what happened to uh, Jamila. She was and is still ranting about this as we speak. In fact, she's been supposedly logging off for about seven hours now. She keeps saying, I'm done with you people. I'm logging off. And she just stays on and just keeps ranting and responding to anybody. And now basically all of black Twitter is kind of aware about her dad now. So she did more damage. Do you think she did more damage by uh, going back and forth and drawing more attention to it than just kind of ignoring it and letting it go? I think so. I mean, I mean, Tariq has a following, but oh, yeah. a lot of the people who are talking about it now don't don't watch Tariq's live streams or whatever. Like now it's like basically all of uh, Black Twitter is just talking about her. Yeah. And these, uh, a lot of these people are not even like uh, Tariq fans. Like, And there's like a lot of women in her mentions now. Like, uh, is all this stuff true? Because Tariq put up a, put up threads to respond to her because she's just kept uh going on twitter and talking about her words against her yeah and, and, wow. and he re he restated his case so now a bunch of people went over because she kept saying that's what Tariq she did they're going over to Tariq's page seeing his rant they're going back to her and saying hey so can you explain <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> like do you tell us where the lies are like what 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 is it do you really believe this stuff like what's not <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah she's literally she feels like now she's literally been back into a corner so it's gonna be interesting to see what her next move is. Is she gonna hey, just hey, dog, just dig in and keep going, or you think she's gonna she, disappear I, from Twitter for a while? I don't think. I, hopefully, I can. Hopefully, what well, I can, you know, if she does disappear from Twitter, then I can cue the violins on her. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is her oxygen. I don't think she can. Mm. I, I, I'm, I'm curious, but I mean, some people can, but her and uh, Feminista, I think, are two people that. Oh man, she's really had a bad run the last oh, year. Oh yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she had a bad run too. I mean, they, yeah, they're all, they're all kind of suffering. And one thing that she did that kind of messed it up, she also said that she keeps tweeting stuff and it keeps making it worse. Like mm -hmm. she went onto his Instagram to reply to him there, and then she said what she said there was, oh, you know. I can't find it now. But what she said there was, oh, I call people think she was defending her, her Negroids tweet and I wish the worst on you and all this stuff. And she just said something along the lines of, yeah, you know, y'all know what you're talking about. I call a bunch of people bad names, um, <laughs> you know, re regardless, regardless of gender and all this stuff. Like, for example, I call I call women birds and pick me's and all this stuff when they um, stand by black men that, you know, are x y and z and rapists and stuff so i'm like wait a minute your defense is <laughs> i don't just bash black men i bash women who defend Twin black, black men like, right like, yeah like like that's like saying uh she's yeah. not rap too tight no. yeah yeah that would be like me like like if i was a white guy and someone accused me of being racist and i said hey i'm not racist i attack white people too like oh yeah well what kind of names do you call white people well i call them nigger lover i call them uh <laughs> much <laughs> and like all your reasons for hating for calling white people names has to do like, with them being too nice to black people that's that's her kind of logic that she's that exactly she's like like 
like you said, she pretty much <laughs> she's pretty much told on herself. She's literally she literally gave her like found the rope, threw the rope over the tree, made the noose, stood on the box, and is hanging herself. And then she's trying to blame someone else for doing it. Yeah, and that's, that's <laughs> and by the way, that's that's their go to tactic, man. They um uh, whenever they get backed into a corner or called out about something, man, they 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 attack, 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 and then go into victim mode. Like that's what's gonna probably come next. You know, the whole victim mode thing. Like, oh, they're always doing this to me. They're so abusive, and this this oh, is oh, why yeah, we yeah, have yeah. to fight. Yeah, she's doing a lot of that now. She, for someone who seems oh, to hate man, white see. white women as much as she does, she's trying the white woman playbook really hard now. Of like you know, picking a fight and then acting like, why are they picking on me? Yeah, she's she's doing that. Yeah, and just like Kevin Jackson found out he's not a white man, she's finding out she's not a white woman. Yeah. I, I found the exact thing she said. She goes, "I call people of all creeds, colors, and gender expressions by nicknames or insults they deserve." For example, any woman who followed the nonsense on this page have earned the distinction of being called birds or pickmies or clueless broads who think they can find liberation via sexist, backwards, homophobic men. And, you know, and I've never carried water for anyone. So, so, so basically, she just basically said that uh, she attacks white women. I mean, women who support what she considers black men to be, which is uh, sexist, backwards, homophobic uh, rapists. You know, so it's like, mm-hmm. OK, so you pretty much did the Streisand effect you, and you told on yourself and you, she just keeps making it worse. It's very fascinating. To yeah, that's too big. You give them a, a, a mic and let them talk long, or a platform and let them talk long enough, man, they'll reveal everything about themselves as to why and don't even realize they're doing it. Nope. It's normal to them. Like they she doesn't see anything wrong with what she's saying or doing. Like like none of her behavior, there's no sense of self awareness there at this point. It's just she's just talking and she can't understand why people think she's in the wrong. Like that's that, that's the amazing part about it. Like there's no sense of self awareness, man. And that's a scary to get behind somebody and to, to be a part of a movement where the leaders of the movement have no sense of self-awareness is crazy to me. It's like it's like when uh, there's a certain disease that or a certain genetic defect that people have where they can't feel pain. And a lot of people would think, oh, man, that's great. Right. But no, it's not great, because if you can't feel pain, then you won't know, for example, if you have a rotten tooth. Right. And then the infection begins to spread and eventually it affects your brain. Pain lets you know that shit. But if you don't yeah, feel yeah. pain, pain, <laughs> pain is pain is literally feedback. Right. That's what professionals call it. Pain is uh, feedback to your nerves. And we all need feedback to improve. Exactly. Or like if you have your hand on a hot stove, man, and you burning the shit out of your hand and you don't even realize that you're doing it. And now your hand is completely singed and, you know, you lose anything, any type of operation with that hand for the long term because you couldn't feel that the damn thing was on fire. You know, that's why that's important. And that's why self-awareness is very important. And these people don't have that. So you should never follow behind someone who does have doesn't have enough uh, mental capacity or sophistication to understand, okay, you know what? This situation is not getting any better. So I'm going to bow out of here and just, you know, I'm going to take this L for the day. Sometimes you just got to take an L, man, and just go on about your day and go on and live to fight the next day. But she is dug in. She dug her little trench and she's going to be in there taking them shots, man. It's, it's unbelievable to me. Yeah. She can't help herself. Nope. Yeah. It's like a compulsion. Um, one of the things about this guy, her father, David Lemieux, is... um. He has been one of those people that has been um, saying that he's part black or that he's a white passing black guy for a while. And I guess people have been kind of skeptical about it on and off. But what she did that was kind of slick was she would always mentioned he was a black panther, but kind of downplayed that he might not actually be black. So I've known about her having a black panther father for a while. I just never knew that it was that guy, though white looking guy from spook who sat by the door and it's very smart of her to say to keep saying black panther father but not say like you know white or racially ambiguous father but what my first thought was when Tariq brought this stuff up was okay because i have people in my family who are very white past and i'm literally related to them like like they have like green eyes uh straight like brown different color hair so i'm like i can kind of maybe see it because the guy styles his hair and does styles his facial hair in a way that kind of makes him um look like he maybe could be black partially i was was, was like maybe it's like those people in my family who you know uh descended from like mulattoes or whatever but what what tariq did that was that was brilliant was he only used her own words 
he got her quotes her own words and used that against her so so basically he found some some post that she did i don't know how he found it from 2007 right and this is what he put he said they were trying to say that david lemieux's mother which is her father is white and his father is part haitian but according to jamila herself and he put up some like facebook posts from her the family has no idea of david's dad's ancestry and then this is what she put she responded to, to some kind of facebook page called i'm a lemieux i don't know how he found these receipts she publicly responded to this facebook page called i'm a lemieux in 2007 and left this message need ancestry questions answered i am jamila lemieux daughter of david lemieux son of mark lemieux now my father was born in 1953 to mark and my grandmother and bryce she is white and we believe that mark lemieux was french canadian possibly a light complexioned or biracial black man he may have even been haitian he left shortly after my father was born if anyone is related to a mark lemieux who lived in the columbus ohio area in the early 1950s or any mark lemieux who was around at that time please let me know we have had this name all our lives and now know nothing and know nothing about the man we got it from so the one tie that could possibly um prove that he is partially black is the only tie of family that they don't know about and she had to publicly uh try to hunt down so basically there's no proof that this guy is um has any blackness at all that he and i, I want to say this off the bat because people always willfully misinterpret a lot of things we say in the worst possible light i'm not saying it matters that she's biracial i'm not saying it matters that he's white what the problem is is if he's white and he's willfully misrepresenting himself as part black or black that's the problem you know so i just want to say it off the bat yeah and you know to couple that with the suspicions about his his professional background you know uh, or should i say his political background and then um, becoming a police officer after the fact and things like that it certainly gives rise to at least being able to you have you have justification to asking a lot of questions about that situation you know and i'll just out that's all i'll say about that there's there's valid reasons um for being concerned not only about his background but then her you know I, and and i hate to say that but actually i don't hate to say it but i mean that's just the reality of the situation man like when she pops up and, and it's always at a juncture where like nobody's talking about a specific black person right like she'll just randomly throw out like R. Kelly or some shit. There's no kind of trial or anything impending for R. Kelly. And I'm not talking about his guilt or innocence or what he did was good, bad, right or wrong. I'm just using this as an example of the type of things that she does. And she'll just come out of the blue and say, you know, R. Kelly, he needs to be uh, tried and convicted of rape. His ass is next. You know, all this kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever there's wow. white men in the news for wrongdoing, she will she come always in and bring up, yeah. And bring up a black man who should be in trouble too, like you said, always. And I, I just, you know, it happens so often that I, I, I can't, I can't think it's coincidental, you know. And the fact that she has very likely white father who was not in any contact with the supposedly unknown, even to her and him possibly black father means that this was just a guy who was raised by white people himself you know it's not like he's even like culturally black you know what i'm saying like you know some mm, people yeah they might they might biracial or mixed or even white but at least have some kind of cultural ties but we have no proof that he's even raised like culturally black like like his the grandmother that they know of through his side is, is a white woman like um so you don't know if she's getting a lot of these anti-black views from you know that side of the family and she also put up her DNA test years ago. Like these are all receipts that were in her own words or things that she posted, which is the problem with her calling them lies because he pretty much just posted her own stuff against her. She put up her DNA test and it turned out to be 53% white. Her DNA is 50, you said 53% white? Yeah, she's she's oh, more shit. white than black according to her mm -hmm. own posted DNA results, which mm -hmm. kind of lends more. Um, Sounds like she's fighting a DNA power struggle. Yeah. 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 That's like it. Yeah, that would explain and, a lot. And and, and what you said that he's lying, Tariq said, which is true. He said these are all your words, so point out the lies. Like, where were you mm. lying? Because uh, if I'm lying, then that means that something that I'm quoting from you is a lie. He got her, and that's why I said, man, like you have to have enough self awareness to know, like, okay, it, it's time to just call it a day. You know what I mean? And and for whatever reason, she she doesn't have that. You, sometimes, man, you can get so dug in fighting and defending yourself, man. You just you can't even see that you're not even landing no blows you're just taking them you know and then usually in a boxing match the referee is the one that jumps in and has to stop the fight <laughs> 
But in this particular case, you know, no one's jumping in to stop this fight, man. So she's just going to keep hanging in there, getting used as a punching bag in this particular case. Because I'm knowing how Tariq is, he he's not going to stop. He's going <laughs> he's going to keep going and going and going and going. And every time she replies, you know, he's going to drop. I'm pretty sure he's got a binder full of stuff that he's ready to use against her. You would think she would stop or get the hint, but she just can't. Yeah. She doesn't want to, like you said, she doesn't want to take that L. It's yeah. hard for her to do, especially since she's been used to, I guess, in her own way, winning for so long. She can't fathom the thought of losing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, and, and one last thing I'm going to say about this, because I don't, I don't want to harp on it too long, because it's, it's uh the more we talk about it, it's, it's kind of sad. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't think I feel bad for her, but it's like uh, I, I keep checking on her timeline, and it's, and she's like like I said, she's been logging off her Twitter for like seven hours now. Like she keeps saying, "I'm through with you people. I'm done." And she just keeps arguing with people, and it's, she's been like taking her ball and going home for like <laughs> hours now. She started like calling for people to um defend her and stuff like that. Oh and, yeah, yeah. And then she said some. She said something that I think also kind of told on herself and kind of revealed something that we speculated since 2016 um, about these people are going to be on the decline. They said not a Trump one, and they kind of had all their hopes on Hillary winning. She said certain people get wild quiet when you don't have bylines to hand out anymore. Mm. Men get real silent when someone might see them being an ally. Basically, she's saying that men, she wants like black men to stick up for her, and she feels like not a lot of them are. And, and she's complaining that, you no, know, they're getting silent because they don't want to be seen jumping to her defense you know and that they're, they're not doing it because now that she's not an editor at ebony.com or these other places yeah. she, they're not coming to her defense so she's kind of like you know confirming what we said about how these people are kind of losing power or they're losing whatever type of um oh, oh, oh. control they had over that certain space it could be and, just they don't like the shit you said about negroids you know it, just, it yeah. can't possibly be that huh just <laughs> Yeah, yeah. What you said about Negroids uh, and what all the anti-black stuff you spewed, your constant need to kind of diss black men. Like, like she wants to keep dissing black men, but expect them at the same time. She better to, be. Yeah. She better be extremely lucky that black people as a collective aren't on cold because they would have been done with her long years ago. ago. Oh yeah, absolutely. That but, whole but, that but, whole front. That whole but I think I think I think they actually are, except for other people like her. So that's other people in her circle. They're just kind of trying to prop up the last remaining bits of the corpse that was, you know, their moment in the sun. But I think black people are done with her because this is the, this is the other thing is her mentions are full of black women asking her to explain. So she can't even just say it's black men attacking her. It's uh she's getting mad at black men now for not defending her, but uh she can't attack the black women who are questioning her now because that will make it look even worse. You know, I think she at least has the wherewithal to at least recognize that that she can't um start saying fuck you black women too who are turning on me. So, Jamela, so even now she she's still finding a way to blame black men. <laughs> Jamela just or Jamila, whatever however you pronounce your name, just take this advice. I know you can't hear me because it's not live, but log off off man we had an episode one time where we said when is it time to log off it, it, it's time to log off take some time and, off and, and stay and stay logged off get, <laughs> don't get back on take some yeah. time do some self-reflection and, and and come back better do better next you time. know what you know what might need to humble her Twitter may need to take away her check Ooh, yeah i, I can't see they're they're kind of plugged in with uh for the for the time at least they were with some of the brass over there at twitter from what i understand so um yeah yeah i, 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 I don't think it won't happen that. and even if it does but i agree I think, though yeah yeah it's like she probably feels that 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 check kind of like um i guess validates her yeah she yeah. probably felt like she was on cloud nine the day she got it mm -hmm. and you know at the end of the day you know what like or dislike her she is a public figure so i mean she wants to have because at this point anyway that blue check is almost like a negative brand you know what i mean like like for example there's times i think about uh we have enough of a following and people kind of like this show and i've seen people with less of a following than me get a blue check like should i apply for a blue check i'm like at this point it almost <laughs> looks worse to have one if you're a black person because people now in the black community there's so much regular people talking now about blue checks they become like a synonymous code but if you're black and have a blue check people are now just almost here comes the fuckery that, yeah yeah there's gonna be some fuckery. it's almost like a negative branding for me to, right. to get it you know that's a great now. point i didn't even think about that but yeah you're probably yeah. right about that yeah i feel like now if i say something in a thread and some black people who've never seen me before see i'm black and i have a blue check they're like oh what kind of fuckery is this guy gonna be on? <laughs> 
<laughs> so if anything, like I wanted to keep it. <laughs> Just, right. Yeah, it's almost like a red flag for black people not to fuck with you when you have it on. Very true. I mean, Turin Walker just did that article this week talking about uh, black blue checks and how the Negro whispers have to go. And I knew the, the 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 blue check brand was dead when a whole bunch of blue checks were retweeting the article. <laughs> and I think it was like an urge to say like, you know, I'm one of the good ones. Kind of like how white people love uh, posting a good white privilege article to say to signal, hey, uh, just so you know, I'm one of the good ones. I'm tweeting this uh, criticism. Right. So, yeah. A lot of blue checks were sharing that Torin Walker articles. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, so I think I'm done. Do you have any um final thoughts, Torian? Uh let people know where to find you, anything you want to plug or um, whatever. Well people can well, people can find me of course on YouTube. My channel name is uh Torian Rain Reloaded. Um on Twitter at Torian Rain. Those are maybe like the two main places you could uh find me at. But I also have to like, you know, thank you for allowing me to be on your show today. When you guys sent me that email, I was like Oh wow! You know, people are reaching out to me. And they want me to be a part of their radio shows or their podcasts. I definitely appreciate it because it lets me know that um, you are you have a, like a vested interest in what I have to say. But I really do enjoy your platform. Hopefully, I can be you know invited again because I enjoyed this conversation. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 for sure, man. It was good. To, it was good to have you on. And I, and that's something that we're trying to do in the future is just try to uh, talk to more black people that you know we feel like should get some new ears all right man so have a good one man and uh you take it easy too deep thank you man all right peace, peace.